0: All right, so let's, uh, let's get into uh, flowing with the Holy Spirit. And we, we parked over in just talking about moving with the Spirit and creating an atmosphere for the Spirit and how God moves. But the Holy Spirit, somehow or another, when the Word is in the atmosphere, the Holy Spirit moves. So when the Word is in the atmosphere, the Holy Spirit moves. And we talked about how, you know, when we start uh, uh, saturating or filling ourselves up with the Word, start speaking that Word, uh, that creates an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit. And I talked about how, like, back in the day, you know, you hear these, you, you know, you study stuff out. I'm always studying revivals and moves. You know, you usually uh, see, emphasize the miracles, signs and wonders that's happened. That's normally what you see, uh, but, but if, you, if you go and research and you look at what they did, they went into these uh, towns and put up tents, four, four thousand, five 5,000, 3,000, 10,000, and they preached and they taught the word. They created an atmosphere. And by the time they got to like the sec- the halfway through the second week or the third week, uh, people started getting healing, getting up out of their wheelchairs and things of that nature. But it wasn't just random. It was their uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Their faith was increased or that, that measure of faith in it. We were talking about this with uh, the group from Kenya yesterday. So, you, you know, God has dealt every man a measure of faith. So, there's a there's, there's a there's a piece of faith in us, you know, Romans 12, three, you know, and then, uh, but we don't want the faith in us. We want that faith to, to fill us up or to come up out of us. Faith comes, comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? But we just don't want that faith on the surface. We want to activate it, you know, faith worketh by love, right? But we don't want to just activate it. We don't want to activate it in this moment. We want it throughout our lives. So the just shall Live by faith, right? And so, so, so with, with uh, Jesus, disciples, and even some of those of generals of old, they were going to town, speak that word, faith-filled words, and stir up the faith in the atmosphere. The faith was so stirred up that signs and wonders and miracles start happening. Because see, remember, Jesus told the woman, He says, "Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole." So so, it's, it's a teamwork that, that goes on. Yes, it's a move of the Holy Spirit, but we have to, it's something in us. It's, it's us uh, floating in the Spirit, as we talked about last week, right? Amen. Floating in the Spirit. So what, what they were doing in those times, they were creating a thirst for the Word, creating a thirst. And then they created that, so, so once... Uh, the people in those, those meetings or in any meeting or any church or any environment or any one-on-one or any supermarket or any barbershop, uh, once they get full of the word, normally when you're full of something, that's what comes out of you, right? I'm sorry, you know, I, I wasn't always living for God. You know, I grew up in New York, New Jersey, so I thought about something else. But but when you're full of something, it comes out of you, right? Whatever you're full of, it comes out of you, you know. If you're full of fear, it comes out of you. If, if, if you're rehearsing the same things over and over and over and over and over, eventually that's what's gonna come out of you. So if you just spend all your time on worst case scenarios, guess what's gonna come out of you? Worst case scenarios. Worst case scenarios. Even when you try to do right, the worst case scenario is going to have you speaking and, and, and being snared by the words of your mouth, held captive by the words of your mouth, life and death in that power of that tongue. That tongue is going to speak death even though you want to have life, right? And so once we're full of the word, we speak faith-filled words into an atmosphere. Let's go to Matthew 12. Matthew chapter 12. I love this passage also. So, so, we, so we want to flow with the Holy Spirit, move with the Holy Spirit, float in the Holy Spirit. But, we, but remember, I, I told you this one man of God, I believe it was Kenneth Hagin. He said, if the Holy Spirit doesn't move, I move the Holy Spirit. One of the ways you get the Holy Spirit to move is to speak faith-filled words. See, so you see, remember in, G- in Genesis 2, it says, uh, Genesis 2, 1, it says the Holy Spirit was hovering upon the face of the waters. Then God started speaking faith-filled words, let there be light, Holy Spirit moves to assist light into manifest, manifestation. Let there be affirmament. You know, he, just, he started to speak. And God spoke the world into existence, right? We're made in his image and after his likeness. Now, how is that possible? Well, think about it. The, the, the technology is kept catching up to God. We've talked about that here before. Because if you think about it, right now you can speak. You walk in your house and speak and turn on all your lights. Right? You can speak to your car and start it now. Right? You can you 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 can speak to all types of stuff. You could you could speak to your phone and start typing for you. You know, uh, my wife has her own personal secretary with her iPhone. I'd be telling her all the time. Right? So how is that 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 happens? We've talked about this here before in the church. Well, you have uh, 26 syllables and you have 40 voice patterns. And what they do is they, they, create, they, they plug that into to your system or your phone, and your phone starts to pick up the voice pattern with the 26 syllables, and after a while, it'll, it'll, whatever you say, it'll write. Whatever you say, it'll do, right? So it's voice activated, right? But voice activation is old. It's old. God was doing voice activation in Genesis, right? We're just catching up to voice activation. We're catching up to motion activation. You got to take the step move, for, for things to move, right? That door ain't opening unless you take a step, right? right? So we're catching up to some things, right? So, so again, these faith-filled words, I think, is, is, is going to be a key to flowing in the Holy Spirit, right? Or flowing in the Spirit. That's good here. It says uh, Verse 33. We'll start at verse 33. It says, either make the tree good and his fruit good or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt for the tree is known by his fruit, right? Mm -hmm. O generation of vipers, how can ye being evil speak what comes out of your mouth, good things for out of the abundance of what? The heart, the mouth speaketh. The good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good fruit. The evil man out of the evil treasure out uh, of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. The, thy words thou shalt be justified. The just shall live by faith. So the goal is for us to, in abundance, to fill ourselves up with the word of God. And the more we fill ourselves up with what God says, now we know this in uh, Isaiah uh, 55, it says uh, God's word will go out and it won't return to void, but it'll accomplish what he, what he sent it to do, right? Isaiah 55:11. So if I'm speaking God's words, it has to happen. Ever since God said, let there be light, light shows up. It just, it, it started to travel and it's been traveling in our lives ever since. Like we woke up this morning. You know, it was a little dark when you first got up to, to, to go running, and guess what? Guess what showed up again? Light. <laughs> it just it just keeps showing up, like God spoke it, and it just keeps manifesting, wow. right? We have that ability on the inside of us, made in His image and after His likeness. So, so again, the goal is to create an atmosphere of the word, be full of the word, speak faith, feel words. And once we start speaking faith-filled words or speaking the, uh, with the, the word of God, with the voice of God, right, the Holy Spirit moves and draws us into a current of power. This is what happens. Words are spoken. They fill us up. We drink these words. We fill ourselves up with these words. We speak these words into an atmosphere and then something starts to happen. The Holy Spirit moves he, he engulfs us and draws us into power. He draws us as a current starts to flow. See, you start to speak the words and it pulls a current of the Holy Spirit. And he starts to flow, pulls us into a current of power. Now there's an, that atmosphere is converted now. <laughs> it was impossible atmosphere, but now it's converted into possible. <laughs> it was an impossible atmosphere. So that's why Jesus came in and to preach, heal, and teach or proclaim the good news. We we talked about that last week. We're going to have to get into it now in Luke 4.18. So it's interesting. We walked through the Jesus' path. Remember we said uh, before Luke 4.18 in Luke 4.1, it says he was a... Uh, uh, Full of the Spirit and was taken into the wilderness. Then he went through all his tests. After the tests, he came out in the power of the Holy Ghost in Luke 4 14. And then four, four verses later is when he went into the synagogue as it was his custom. <laughs> You know, it's something he did quite often, right? It says he opened the Bible up to Isaiah and he spoke, uh, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. That, that, that power is upon me, right? So I'm supposed to preach the gospel, the good news to them that are without anything they need, right? Right? To set at liberty, the, them that are captive. I'm probably saying it wrong. Recover of sight to the blind and, and to heal the brokenhearted. Yeah, I'm close, Right? Luke 4.18, I didn't want us to have to go there right now. All right, so we said uh, Jesus was endorsed by God. He was full of power. He went through a test, then he became powerful. He started operating in boldness, started recruiting the disciples. All oh, this is being recorded. I know I'm going fast. Um, uh, then he started to preach. Then look look, look. So, so he goes out, he recruits, he starts, he look, he goes into the town and he recognizes because I'm here what to destroy the works of the devil. That's what he said in Luke 4. He says, so he goes into the town and he sees, whoa, like the devil done really wreaked havoc. These God's people are, are are crippled. God's people are diseased. God's people have lost their minds. And so in his compassion, he goes and starts healing the blind, casting out devils, you know, man, get up and walk, you know, like he, he, but then he goes, ah, no, 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 we going to be here for, like, I got a time to do this. Like, if I just sit and do this one person at a time, I'm not going to make the crucifixion. (laughs) I'm going to be late for my own crucifixion. So what I'm going to do is, hey, let's go to the other side. Goes to the other side. He goes to the, where the, the, the root or the hierarchy of demonic activity is, right? And, and he runs into a guy that's filled with a legion, 2,000 demons. And he, he says, so let me take the, them out because before I do what I want to do, I need to take out the root that's causing this fruit, right? And so he does that. So, so, but, I, but I love Jesus looked and he saw, he was like, wow, he said, we got to do something about this. He didn't go past the infirmities. He, he showed up for him, right? He showed up for him. So, so he was flowing with the spirit, right? We, so we, we talked about that. And then it says, uh, Jesus, uh, so after he preached and he healed and he taught, you know, because he was recognizing the symptoms. So he, he, he preached, healed, saw more symptoms, and knew he had to teach more. Right. So he knew the word was the key. I need to increase their faith. Right. And, and, and you know, because that's when he uh, let's go to Luke. So this is in Matthew four is after he came out of the wilderness. But if you go to Matthew five, we're not going to read all of Matthew five. But so and is it Luke four and, and Matthew chapter four, are the same thing. Pretty much Jesus going through the test, you know, remember, uh, turn this in the bread and what have you. So we know he came out in power. And then we know he recruited, uh, here in Matthew 4:18, he recruited his fishermen, right? And then uh, Matthew 4:23 it says, and Jesus went about all of Galilee. I know I told you to go to Matthew 5. I'm about to am on my way. Went, went about all of Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. So, 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 after he gets this power, he goes to preach, to heal, no, to teach, to preach, and to heal. Teach, preach, and heal. Teach, preach, and heal. Not just go to heal, teach, preach, and heal, right? All right, so then it, then it says, but after he taught, preached, and healed, he realized all these people dealing with sickness and disease. And look here, look here, verse 5, it says, and seeing the multitudes, he went up into the mountain. So he looked at everybody, went up into the mountain, and when he was, uh, when he was set, his disciples came unto him. His disciples came unto him. Now, I'll give you another version of this. Go to Luke 5. Let me tell you why everybody came to him. Luke five. Now, Luke 5 is after Luke 4, after the same. So, so I'm just paralleling the two chapters. You know, the Gospels are communicating maybe a, uh, the same thought from different angles. You know, detail, deity, family, uh, gifting, um, destroying the works of the devil. They're, they're communicating because, they, you know, God wants you to get every angle or perspective. So look at, look at Luke 5. After he uh, preached the kingdom, it says, and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him, look, for what? To hear the word of God. It says they pressed upon him to hear the word of God. He stood by the lake of Genesaret. And that's when he asked the ships. He asked for Peter and them and their ships when they was fishing, push the ship out to the shore so he can get some amplification off of the water. But it was preaching the word. so they pre- But it said they pressed upon him to hear the word. They pressed upon him to hear the word. Right, let's go to Matthew nine, Matthew nine. So again, you got teaching, preaching, healing. But this word that we're full of creates this current of power that the Holy Spirit pulls us into, right? So, so uh, Matthew nine, I know I'm going fast. But it's all recorded. So Matthew 9, and we'll start with 35. It says, and Jesus went about all the cities and villages. How many? Oh. Teaching in their synagogues. How come he didn't teach at the house? <laughs> at the park? In the parking lot? Okay. All right. I just, I'm just saying. I just, I know that probably had a little sarcasm attached to it, but it says uh, Te- teaching in their synagogues, look, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every how much every. every sickness and every disease among the people. Right. It says, but when he saw the multitude, now he already taught preached and healed. When he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted or was tempted to give up and was scattered abroad, look, as sheep having no shepherd. It says, then saith he to his disciples, the harvest is truly plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into the harvest. So he understood what his job was, but he also understood what our job was. He also understood what our job was. So, so God sent his word to heal and it is the power of God unto salvation. I want to add that piece. So, so Psalm 107, Psalm 107, just making a case here to flow with the Holy Spirit. We're going to need this word. We got to have a serious diet of this word. So uh, Psalm 107 verse 20. It says, he sent his word, look, and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He sent what? He sent his word. Now, why? Why? The Bible says, working with his word with signs following. Doesn't it? Working with, I believe it's Mark. I might even have that in here somewhere. But uh, so, Romans 1. Romans 1 verse 16 it says uh, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation Look to everyone that believeth and to the Jew first and also to the Greek to everyone that what? everyone that believes so something happens when because the Bible says That Because we know Jesus is synonymous to the Word, right? Okay, so we may not know that. So uh, John chapter 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, uh, and the Word was with God. The same was in the beginning with God. I probably said that all wrong. I probably said that all wrong. (laughs) But John 1, you know, John 1. John one fourteen says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld them the only begotten of the Father. Well, we know the only begotten Son is who? Jesus. Jesus, right? So, so it's, it's synonymous to the word. And so, what the scripture also says in John chapter 1, before he became the flesh, it says he came into his own and they received him not. But as many as received, them, received him, gave, gave what? He power to become sons of God. So, the word can come to you. The word can be around you. But you got to receive it. And when you believe it, you receive it. When you believe it, you receive it. And when you believe it, you receive it. And so the more you believe, the more you receive. The more you receive, the more you're filled up with. The more you're filled up with, the more you speak out. The more you speak out changes the atmosphere, pulls in the Holy Spirit, and actually brings you in a current of power, right? Brings you in a current of power, right? Interesting. So when we believed, when believed and acted upon, any promise of God, that's this word, is transformed into the power of God. When believed and acted upon, any promise or any word of God is transformed, converted into the power of God. See, because it's just mere words if you don't attach your faith to it. We talk about that all the time. We talk about tithing. You know, yes, it's it's an ordinance and it's a fixed principle of God. But if you don't attach your faith to it, it's just tithing, (laughs) communion. Yeah, it's it's another ordinance, it's communion, you know, as as often you do do this in remembrance of me, but if you don't attach your faith to it, you just drank some juice and ate a cracker. This word right here, uh, that was my issue coming out of Newark, I was like, man, what's these black and white words going to do for me? Black and white, it's it's just words. So so somebody would give me a Bible, I'm like, that's cute, but I got problems. You're going to have to give me more than this. But I had never read it. And when I opened it up, I was like, oh, these ain't just words. And so when it started to increase, my, I, my faith started to increase, I started to believe. When I started to believe, I started to act upon. So I, I remember reading Mark chapter 11, verses 22 through 24. Uh, it opens up and says, have faith in God. Because Jesus had uh, walked by and everything has a purpose. We talked about this in the Master Life class this morning, right? Purpose, right? Everything has a purpose. So a God-designed purpose. Our goals attached to our purpose. Our priorities attached to our goals. And our promises, what's going to manifest in our life is a result of all three. But that's, that's Master Life class 915. I just thought I'd do a little plug for it, okay? All right, so, so, so Jesus shows up and he, from a distance he sees a fig tree. And he's like, man, y'all hungry? Fig, fig tree's purpose is to produce what? Fruit. Right, fruit. Figs, right? So he's going, so it had leaves. So it wasn't dead. It had leaves. So the leaves attracts you to the fig tree. The figs actually gives you the benefit of the attraction. So he sees the leaves. He goes, hey, man, there's fig tree right over there. He goes and there's no figs. So he's like, you look here. you have the form of a fig tree, but you're denying the figs thereof. (laughs) Right? So he's like, I don't need form. I need figs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of. I did a little master mix there, two scriptures, right? Having a form of godliness. Right? I don't need form. I need the godliness, right? So he says, uh, he says well, I curse you. He says, no man should eat of you thereafter. And then he walked away. He didn't, watch this, y'all. No, he just walked away. So they're going about their business, and they happen to come around where the fig tree was. They passed by it again. It was like, oh, my God, master, look the fig tree. And he said, man, chill out, man. Have faith in God. The source that I pulled from to curse that tree. Right? Let's just, it's an audible, but let's just go to Mark 11. And for, for the audience that's in here, we've been live for a while. So when I say audible, I'm just letting the people up there know that, that the scripture is not available for the people that are watching online. Okay? That's just my nature. I just like helping. That's all. So, so I know from time to time, oh, why do you keep saying that? I was trying to work with the team. I'm I'm a teammate. You know, I'm on a team, right? All right, so I already gave you verse 22. Look at verse 23. It says, verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say, remember when we said face-filled words? He says, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And, well... Shall not doubt in his heart. So belief doesn't have doubt mixed in, right? Shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith, there's the word again, shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So there's some belief. There's no doubt involved. And I'm lining it up with the word, right? That's a whole other, that's uh, 1 John 5.14. Verse 24 says, therefore I say unto you whatsoever things you desire, When you pray, believe that you shall receive them and you shall have them, right? Now, it talks about but when you stand praying, forgive anybody. You can't have aught in your heart because you ain't going to believe. That's going to cause doubt as it is. But I read that scripture. So, so remember, I started reading the word. Then I was like, this word is different. And I ran across that passage. I said, okay, this is true. Now, this is my analytical, exhaustive thinking mind, this is my growing up in, in, in New Jersey, don't trust nobody, Mind, I was like, okay, you got to prove this to me. Let me see if this worked. So I applied it, it worked. So what do you think I did? No, let me see, <laughs> let me try something else. <laughs> I was like, I got this treasure chest. I just want to keep trying stuff and see if it worked. Once I started uh, trying it and it worked, oh, I'm rolling with it. I was in a situation and I was pursuing basketball and so I finally had got to a place where I was like, I'm ready. I was going, I had a, uh, uh, a, a tryout at this pro camp. And so I said, but, well, you know, I've told the story before, but I said, well, the only way I can prove I'm really ready, I got to see what my game looked like in Newark. So we played, I was going to do this for y'all, because I know y'all watching. So uh, uh, we played at this, play, uh, this uh, gym, this, uh, Chancellor Annex, Chancellor Avenue Annex School. Uh, my uncle used to run his gym. But everybody came to that gym in, in, in our area. But I was like, so I'm going there. So I go in there, there's a leak in the ceiling, make a long story short, and I, I'm a baller now. So, I, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm somebody, man. And they had a garbage can on the court. I said, man, move that garbage can. You know, it's cutting off half of the court because I know the game now. Who you think is the first person to fall? But I fell. I felt like I slipped, slammed my knee, and you can move it. Like you could, you could I'm talking about not, separate, <laughs> and I was like, man, I had a tryout like in six days, so I was like, now, I'm just, I am just—I don't recommend this, so I said, well, I'm not going to use that excuse, I'm going to try to apply this stuff that I've been, <laughs> this Bible stuff, so I said, I believe I received my healing in Jesus' name, you know, you know if you ask in his name, you know what I'm saying, so, I thought, so I'm believing it, so I, you know, I did a little workout, and uh, so I go to, the, to, I go to the tryout, and I'm going to tell you, as God is my witness, just, my sister, if you see this, I, uh, while I was playing, it's like I had a new knee. Every day when I was done, I was in pain. But while I was playing, no pain, no nothing, like I had a new knee. Yeah, I met some, some wonderful people, Kazzy uh, uh, Russell from the Knicks, I met some great people. I had a wonderful tryout. And the interesting thing is uh, I've never had surgery for that injury, ever. You know, I'm, I'm, I can jump around. You know, I've had surgery for another broken patella, but never had surgery for that. You know, so what I'm trying to tell you is I've been applying it, and it works. It's real to me, right? And, and, and so, so that's the interesting thing. Believe, receive, get filled up, speak out, changes the atmosphere into power. It changes the impossible into possible, right? Because this is the thing: every promise of God, every word of God, contains the power of God necessary to produce what it promises. Every promise of God contains the power of God necessary to produce what it promises when believed and acted upon. <laughs> yeah, that's the key: when believed and acted upon. Amen. Right. Look at uh, Proverbs four. Proverbs 4. So we have flown with the Holy Spirit, but it's hard to flow without filling ourselves up with the word. Um, Filling our descriptions, be filled with all the fullness of God. Filling ourselves up with the word. So Proverbs 4.22. That last statement I might have got from T.L. Osborne in a book called Healing the Six, I think. Um, Proverbs 4.22, it says, for, well, let's start at verse 20. It says, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ears unto my sayings. Look, let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart. That's why I always tell people to read the word. Put your eyes on it. You know, not just what your ear gave, but your eye gave. Look, he said, don't let them depart from your eyes, right? He says, look, for they are life unto those that find them and health unto all their flesh, right? Keep the heart with all diligence, for out of it uh, are the issues of life. It says, look, life to those that find them. So just because you read the word don't mean you'll find the word that God has put inside the word. You see what I'm saying? There's something inside there. So, so the scripture tells us to rightly divide the word, to go in and dissect it. It's a, a 2 Timothy 2. It tells us to rightly divide the word. So how does that look? You know, in biology class, you know, when they was trying to teach us anatomy, uh, we had our lab. In our lab, they gave us frogs. So it looks like a frog, acts like a frog, but we had to dissect it. We had to go inside because that was their way of showing us what the intestines look like and all. not trying to be gross, but you had biology class, right? So, 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 so it was... Yes, you see the frog on the surface. Let's go inside to, to dissect it to see what makes up that frog. So the same thing, we can read the surface of the word, but when you go inside, uh, what's, the, what's the vision we had a couple of years ago? Commit to the dig. When you go and uh, dig, you'll find treasures in there. You'll find power in there, yeah. right? Those that find them, right? Those that find them. So some of us haven't found them. I guess it's something we call revelation. When you really find something, (laughs) when you find what God is saying, what God is doing and what God wants to do through you, um, that's a powerful thing. You know, I was thinking about this, uh, how Jesus was showing how to operate like this. Like, okay, so they're in a boat. Jesus says, let's go to the other side. Jesus, we already know, is the word. That power is already in him. He spoke as one with authority, one with power. We went over those scriptures the other week. So Jesus says, let's go to the other side. That's not a regular conversation. That's an instruction with some power behind it. So they get in the boat, and the storm starts dancing and rocking the boat, right? But what did Jesus say? Let us go to the other side. He didn't say, let us go to the other side, but if there's a storm... Hey, let's turn around and come back. So Jesus, because he spoke the word, believed what he spoke, faith-filled words, He sleep. The boat dancing and rocking, Jesus is quiet to sleep. The disciples wake him up. Master, master, don't you care that we perish? Jesus gets up, almost like, get the sleep eyes outside. What's going on, y'all? He says, man, don't you care? Look at the storm. His response to them was, Man, where is your faith? Where is your belief in the words that I told you? Let's go to the other side. Like, where is it? How is it, in another version, one of the Gospels says, how is it that you have no faith? I've been giving you, I gave you the word to go across, but even before that, I showed you so many things. Let's go to the other side, was after I showed you small samples in a whole community of what I could do. But cool, no problem. Man, peace be still. Man, could, like, like, he didn't even preach a sermon. <laughs> like, he didn't even preach a sermon. He didn't even go through, all right, according to what the scripture said, he just said, peace be still. And the storm had no choice, but it had to hearken to the voice of God. They had to obey, right? And, and see, so something took place. You know, that's uh, Matthew 8, 23 through 27. So you could read it on your own time. But, but, but I, was, I was just researching through that peace. He said peace to the atmosphere, right? He was telling the storm, fall back in line. Look, fall back in float mode. Fall back into moving with, on God's word. Like like he he was like he was showing them how to believe and act on the unction of what you believe. That, go through the scripture, it wasn't a thousand times he said, peace be still. There was other circumstances. Like he kept doing different stuff. how they just take some clay, spit on the clay, slap it on your eye. Lay hands on this person, get up and walk with this person. How come he just kept didn't follow a routine because what he was saying, you gotta flow. Float with the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. You got to follow the spirit. You got to be filled up with so much faith you hear that unction and act on what he tells you. Not act on the habit of how I always do things. That's why you can't, you can't like, like, I'm saying it's respectful, but you got to watch, people got to watch. Uh, we having a healing service today. Okay, wait, wait. And, and then a person flows the same way all the time. Now God says have a healing service habit, but just you know, just trying to do something out of ritual or tradition. First of all, the gifts operate as the Spirit wills, and and there's there's a there's a something happens in the unction. It's not the same script all the time, right? It, it, look, he he went into the town and some people didn't get healed. We're talking Jesus because of what? Their unbelief. <laughs> right? They didn't attach their faith to it. Mm-hmm. So you can call a meeting. everybody. That doesn't guarantee everybody's going to believe. I'm talking about, you know what I mean. I'm talking about like a, a systematic every Friday type. I'm not talking about God is sending people like we talked about the tent meetings in the town to heal folks. That's a little different. I, so, you know, I was reading through this in a... Uh, T.L. Osborne, The Power of God's Word. And this scripture stood out for me. Let's go to Psalm 119. I'm sorry, it's not called... The the chapter in Healing the Sick is called The Power of God's Word by T.L. Osborne. It's a powerful book. I always send it to people that are uh, really believing God to be healed. And one day we'll line them people up with their testimonies. All right, so uh, Psalm 119, 89, It's a great scripture. Psalm 119. We've been reading through that with the Master Life class as part of the curriculum, but it's powerful. So, uh, verse 89. It says, "Forever, O Lord, Thy word is settled in heaven." Amen. It says, "Forever, O Lord, Thy word is settled in heaven." So when that word goes out, it's settled. It's not optional. It's going to do what God said it's going to do. We just need to attach our faith to it. Yeah. Uh, Jeremiah 1.12, uh, I'm just going to give you this because this is the amplified version. Everybody doesn't have that. It says, then the Lord said unto me, You have seen well, for I am actively watching over my word to fulfill it. I'm actively watching over my word to fulfill it. I'm on I'm on the wall. So when you attach your faith to my word, I'm I we're on the ready to make it manifest, right? Jeremiah 1:12, right? See, <laughs> when we as the sons and daughters of the living God begin to realize the creative power that's contained in what God says when he speaks, we then understand the truth which makes impossibilities become possible and makes difficult things easy. I'm going to repeat that. When we, as sons and daughters of the living God, begin to realize the creative power that is contained in what God says when he speaks, we then understand a truth which makes impossibilities become possible and makes difficult things easy. And makes, see, 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 that's why the scripture says in Romans eight nineteen, all creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. That's to get to a place where we believe, but not excuse things that seem impossible to us. You know, sometimes you could be tempted to excuse things that seem impossible or things you can't control. But floating in the spirit is not about our control, it's about us yielding to God, Right? and 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 we'll uh, will justify our compromise because we we believe it's impossible for us to change. With man it is impossible, but not with God. With God all things are possible. What is that Mark 10:27? Somewhere around there or 9:23. I know both of them say something similar, right? So so we 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 live this life where we talk about God, but we excuse walking in the power you know, we, 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 we pass off on, we put more effort in pleasing men than we do in pleasing God. But the scripture says in Hebrews 11:6, without faith, it's impossible to please them. Impossible. Ah, oh, okay. All right. So, I just, just, just giving us food for thought here. Because the scripture says that, that the worlds were framed by the word of God. <laughs> right? Yeah, he was eleven, three. Like, like, so things that appear were not made with things. Were made with things that are invisible, not were made with things that were visible. So the invisible realm, or the unseen realm, is the reality. Right. The seen realm is something that's manifest from the unseen realm. So the unseen realm is more of a reality. Okay, so we're going to use our little, our little uh, example from way back in the day. In the youth ministry, I asked the youth, uh, I said, So you have an orange seed. Some of y'all heard this, so don't, don't say nothing. So we have an orange seed. And I said, So orange seeds produce orange trees, correct? Correct? Class participation. Correct? All right, okay. So, so <laughs> all right, so if orange seeds produce orange trees, I asked the youth, where does the tree come from? And so, so so somebody raised their hands, Uh, you remember this, if you watch it. In Columbus, Ohio, I just wanna make sure you know what I'm talking about. And it's a female, now you know I'm talking about you. All right, so, oh, oh, I know, Uh, uh, the tree comes from the seed. The tree is coming out of the seed. I said, well, cool, no problem. What we can do is take the seed, cut it open, and the tree will pop out, right? Has never happened, right? So that can't be it. Oh, yes, somebody else. I got it. The tree comes from the ground. Cool, no problem. Before we even put the seed in there, we can just keep digging. If we dig further enough in the ground, we'll, we'll find a tree just waiting on a seed, right? That's not the case. So I, I said, I make the, you know, I, I'm here to say, Uh, I want to put on the table that the tree came from heaven. We did something earthly that pulled something from the heavenly. Because you can't find that tree until you act on planting that seed. Just like you can't find that miracle until you act on planting that word. Similar to, okay. You know, not, not trying to get gross. So, Children, you got children, they 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 were born from a seed. But take that sperm or take that egg, try to dice it and slice it, you will not get a baby. I'm here to make the declaration, I believe the baby came from heaven too. You did something in earth, by faith, acted on it, and it manifests something from heaven. Some faith was attached. Now, in most, some cases, people just believe. Some, pe- some people, they people got in their head because of the choices and decisions they made, they stop believing. Or sometimes they're not in and and, and and so they're not speaking faith-filled words. But I tell you right now, you plant a seed, you believe. See, farmers, if you notice, farmers farmers are special. Farmers are, are, are operating a faith they don't even know they operate it. Farmers are planting all the time. I've never seen a farmer plant a seed Dive up under the ground, like some type of cartoon or something, and it's trying to push the seed to the surface. They plant the seed, they water the seed, and they trust they're going to get a manifestation. They plant a seed, they water the seed, and they trust they're going to get a manifestation. It works the same way for us. We plant a seed of the word, we water it. I believe I received that in Jesus' name. I'm constantly speaking that. I'm speaking what God says. By his stripes, I'm healed. Every time I feel a a nudge or a pain, by his stripes, I'm healed. I'm watering that thing until I get what? What, Stella? What do I get when I keep watering it? Manifestation, right? Right? See, so, so she had cancer. She got the word, planted the seed. They kept water. We all was watering it, right? Like you, She had a, you know, like, the well, grass now, I got to keep watering the thing. You got to saturate that stuff for the grass to grow. Well, I mean, we saturate that ground, right? Until what? Manifestation, right? Right? You got to keep watering that thing. But you can't plant the seed, like, if you plant the, your, your grass seed and you just start pouring stuff that's going to kill your grass on top of it, your grass going to die. Right? You got to keep giving it the nourishment that's going to assist it into manifestation. Right? Right. See, that's what's flowing with the Holy Spirit is. Flowing in the spirit. Right? Does that make sense? Right. The scripture says, look not on the the things that you see for the temporary, look look on the things you can't see for the eternal. 2 Corinthians 4.18. So, you got to be able to see beyond what you're seeing to get what you desire. You got to see beyond that. You got to see the healing in the midst of the pain. Right? Amen. Oh, Jesus Christ, that was right on it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You got to see the healing in the midst of the pain. And it doesn't necessarily have to be something broken. Yes. Physically. Something broken physically. Okay, all right. Good, good. Just want to make sure everybody's here. All right, so, so until we learn the power of God's word, that word has no life for us. Until we learn the power of God's word, that word has no life for us. So if you just see it as basic words, or ah, I don't believe that, or I believe what I see, it, all right, that word has no life for you. And the thing is, we operate in this faith with the negative all the time. We believe for the negative. We believe the negative as if it's real. We, to a point where we expect it. Things could be going well, you know, some of y'all in some, I can't believe this is happening in situations right now. But what what tries to hover on you is how you've been speaking, how you've been believing on the circumstances of the past. Kind of say, nah, nah, are you you sure? Craziness ain't going to keep up on you, but you got to stay locked in on what God told you. You can't get pulled back in to the worst case scenarios. You got to believe what God said, Right? Well, I don't think I deserve this. We don't, none of us do. But Christ wants you to have it. He deserves it. it Isn't that, that the song? He deserves it? You deserve it, right? Okay, right. So when God speaks, this is what happened. When God speaks, the same creative power that was drawn upon when He spoke the world into existence goes into action. So when we speak God's words with the voice of God's words, that same creative power goes into action. And when that word goes into action and it draws the Holy Spirit and he pulls you into the current, when he pulls you into that current, things start to happen. The impossible turns into possible. See, see anything God speaks comes to pass. So anything we speak that God spoke comes to pass. <laughs> You know, we're just attaching ourselves to that word that's moving. When he said, "Let there be light," we're just attaching ourselves to what God has already said to manifest. Uh, Ezekiel 12:25 says this: Ezekiel 12:25. It says, "For the Lord will speak, and whatever word I speak will be accomplished. It will no longer be delayed." For in your days, O rebellious house, I will speak the word and I will fulfill it, saith the Lord God. Now, this was in his response to the prophets uh, water down, watering down God's truth. So, what they was doing, they was, uh, they was like, listen, man, nah, nah. they was kind of uh, rationalizing or uh, being logicians. You've heard of a magician, right? They were being logicians, <laughs> like logic. They were taking their logic and, and kind of mixing it and twisting it and almost like because they didn't believe they were false prophets. A false prophet is somebody's not in the presence of God, so he's not going to believe. So he's going to say things that sound good or or with flavor. And when he runs into an impossibility, he's going to try to break it down to a rationale because it's impossible to him. Right. And so he was said. So they so the prophets was going around. Someone was going around trying to. Uh, Intimidate also, so like, hey, hey, you do this, this gonna happen. Hey, you better not do this, this gonna happen. And he was like, so, so God shows up, and so I see prophets are telling y'all like, I mean, listen, you don't even have to be as diligent, consistent, and holy. That's back in the day, man. That stuff ain't gonna happen. So you don't, you know, because remember, even when Joshua in them time, when God was about to do wonders, He told them to sanctify themselves. He said, sanctify yourselves. Because tomorrow, God's going to do wonders among you. <laughs> right? He said, he said, but it was almost like, you doubt and unbelief don't need to be in this atmosphere. So I need everybody to sanctify themselves. So the prophets are almost like, man, you ain't got to go through all that. That's back in the day, don't happen. God, that's why God spoke this in Ezekiel 25. Now, you can go back and study it out for yourself. But he was like, oh, no, 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 no. What I said is about to happen. <laughs> God's like, I don't know what they're telling you. They don't believe, but what I'm telling you is about to happen. So prepare yourself for that, what I'm trying to do in your life. Okay, I, just, I said something. That, that wasn't just for back in the day. Prepare yourself for what God's trying to do in your life. The Bible says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. You know, we only have as much faith as we demonstrate with our actions. We only have as much, much faith as we demonstrate in our actions. Our floating versus our fearing. Our floating with God versus our fearing. Right? Um, you know, uh, the, uh, what's it? faith without works is dead. You know, part of those works is floating and not fearing. Floating and not fearing. Right? So I want to do this. Do you want to do this, Lord? All right, I'll just give you this. I'll just give you this real quick. So, so this is sometimes where we, we, we uh, grieve the Holy Spirit in flowing with. Sometimes where we grieve him or we get in error. Although, though, although it is generally accepted that uh, teaching of the word is required before ordinary, ordinarily a or true work of conversion may take place, often the same persons will inconsistently repro- or, or reproach those who deal the same, those who deal the same way in a matter of healing. So, so the way I want to explain it is this. We know, we've learned that, okay, somebody preaches the word, you know, it, it, it stirs up your faith and you realize you need Christ. You come to the altar and you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Salvation. So, so again, the system is you're not going to be saved unless there's a preacher, Romans 10, right? Unless the preacher's sin, right? And then shortly after it says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But, but it's right after he was talking about how can they hear without a preacher. And that's right after it was, if you confess in your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Cause, which was right after... Uh, 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 these words of faith that I preach. This is Romans 10, 8, 10, 9, and 10. Then it goes down to 11 through 14 when it says, except there be sin. Then it goes down to verse 17 where he says, faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God, right? So all this is a progression, but it's understood that that's how you get saved, Mm -hmm. right? But if you study out the word saved or salvation in that word sozo, it means wholeness. But guess what? It's the same word for healing. So the same, these these words of, of faith that I preach, if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, confession is something that's communicated, right? It says you shall be saved. We can say the same thing, you shall be healed. Because it's the same process. It's believing. Confessing, creating something in the atmosphere, drawing in that current of power, and it trans- just like the Holy Spirit comes in and regenerates your life. In Titus 3, we talked about that, right? That same power is how you get your healing. That same power is how you get your miracle, right? You, again, for the sake of time, I can't go through all of it, but you study out for yourself. It's the same word. Salvation, healing, sozo, Wholeness, it's all the same thing. Remember, daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. But this was after she had got healed. Mm-hmm. He's basically was saying it ain't temporary. You're not just healed in your body. You're healed in even your mind and your thinking. Mm-hmm. You're healed. It ain't no healed and then late, six months later, you're dealing with the same thing all over again. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's whole. You're whole. And so, God is trying to get us to flow with the Holy Spirit, but we gotta we gotta return to believing. We gotta return to receive. We gotta turn to receive and turn to believing. But we ain't gonna do that if we don't set ourselves apart and sanctify ourselves. Right. Yeah. You know, Joshua three five, man. He said, "Man, sanctify yourself. The Lord's about to do wonders among you." Mm-hmm. Right. Amen. This is a. a and I was about to do something later, but I guess I had to do now because I'm about to get a date. But this is October 18th, uh, uh, 2020. Um, God's saying the same thing. Sanctify yourselves, because the Lord is about to do wonders among you. Amen. Amen. I, mean, I mean, we got to get beyond ourselves. Please get beyond ourselves. Listen, I- I'm saying this respectfully. Okay. You, you been there, done that. You did all that. You did that. You did, you you got drunk off your porn. You got drunk off your wine. You got drunk off your weed. Uh, you got drunk off your whatever your drugs, your your uh, prescription medications. I'm saying this very respectfully. You did all that. I like, could could we just get drunk in the spirit? Like like okay, uh, you know, I, as a representative of God, He forgives you. Okay. All right, Uh, repent, okay? Can we we, we really start getting full? We're going to stop using excuses to go right back into compromise and blindness? Because you can't see the kingdom of God clouded like that. You know, we count around these weights and and these pains. Um, You know, uh, this, this, uh, what is it? I don't want to know. You know, it's like it's right there. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. Hey, you know, kids are young. You start talking. Hey, yeah, but I do. Hey, you know, you see your, 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 your kids when they was growing up, you know, want to be talking. Like, hey, I can't, I can't hear you. Right? Well, but we doing that now. We adults. <laughs> we doing the same thing because what we're going to hear means we got to change something. Mm-hmm. What we're going to hear is we're going to recognize we were wrong about something. Right. Oh, this is going to be tough. We got to address something. Yeah. We might have to address something with somebody else. But it's not a punishment. It's God saying, I'm, I'm trying to get you to flow. It's sanctification, setting yourself apart. Mm-hmm. Now we got to deal with the truth. <laughs> we can't run from it. Mm-hmm. Right? We got to be free. Mm-hmm. Because when God wants you to flow, you can't be anchored down with all this craziness. Mm-hmm. Right? right? You can't be. Yeah, yeah, God. Look, the current's going it. You anchored down with all this stuff. Man, you got to let that stuff go, man. Cut the chain. The truth will cut the chain. (laughs) Come on, man. And we can flow. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful thing I'm trying to tell you. Mm -hmm. It seemed like you cheating. So you at your job. I got a few minutes left. You at your job, right? And you're considered a very good employee. You do well. Now, now, the people on the outside is wondering why you spend so much hours at the job. But can I, can I share your secret with them? You're spending so much hours because it takes you that long to do a task. But nobody knows because you do the task in secret, they get the results. They so busy, they ain't got time to notice you taking a whole lot longer than that task takes. You spend a lot of time second guessing yourself doing that task. Most of your time that you're spending is the second guessing. Doing something over, doing it over, then doing it over. Then eventually coming back to what you did the first time, which was probably the right thing. Mm-hmm. Right? So with the Holy Spirit saying, hey, 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 Jesus said, come to me. I'll give you rest. Yes. You'll be led by me. We ain't got to put in all that work. Yep. Yes. So you can get the same stuff done without all the hiding. I get you to get it done through you, and because you have all this time freed up to be in my presence and the flow in the spirit, mm-hmm. how about that for a change? Yes. The job, school, all types of stuff—we working too hard, man. Yeah. We ain't got to do all that, and we tired of some of the jobs. The promotion is on the other side of you flowing in the spirit. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you that right now—it's mm-hmm. on the other side of you flowing in the spirit. Even, even you got this great idea. We're going to do this job. We're going to do this business, baby. It's going to be great. But you can't even flow in the business because you're second guessing yourself. You don't even know if God even told you to do it. But yeah, I got to do something to make it look like I'm doing something so people to think I'm something. Those Holy Spirit said, roll with me. Yeah. You won't have to go through all that. Yeah. <laughs> you do Just flow with me. Yeah. Yeah. I'll show you things to come. I'll teach you all things. Amen. So if we flow in the spirit, it covers everything. Stay in control if you want to, and listen. I'm gonna love you anyway, but y'all making us work a lot too, too hard. Be all in your head. Get out your head and get in the spirit. Yes. That wasn't sarcastic. That was the truth. Like, get out your head, get in the spirit. And see, I ain't, listen. I never say names. So, so. If, if, if you think it's you, it's probably you, but it's not because I'm saying it's you. It's because the Holy Spirit is saying, get out your head. Yeah. It's an instruction, not an indictment. That's good. Amen. That's good. You know, most of the stuff is just instruction. It's not indictment. did we have a conversation? Amen. It's not an indictment. It's a, hey, it's a new target. Yeah. It's not, I can't believe you. Lou, what's wrong with you? I can't be- No, it's not that. It's, hey, Lou, mm-hmm. you did pretty good to get this far. Add this. Mm-hmm. That's good. Hey, glad you can make it. Man, we've been waiting for you for a while, Brother Lou. Man, glad you got here. Man, you've been through a lot, huh? Hey, you know, uh, you, oh, you took that route? Oh, man, if you'd have took this route, you'd have got here a whole lot quicker. <laughs> hey, so we, on that route, there was a lot of accidents, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, we normally tell people not to take that route because of all the accidents. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, oh, quite a few delays, wasn't it? We normally tell people not to take that route because of delays. And there's some people on that route that just, I don't know what's wrong with them. They just be doing you wrong. We run you off the road if they could. Right? So we always tell people not to take that road. But if you'd have took this road, you'd have got here a lot sooner. But man, you know, we sent our angels out and they helped you through, man. Got you through some of the accidents. Oh, there was some accidents you didn't even see. You want to see it on the screen? All the accidents you avoided? Oh, my God. You could have been dead if you, this one right here. But I had the angels on it, man. I got you covered there. And uh, the other road that you decided because you got tired of that road. I saw you when you got tired of that road and you got on this other road. And this road was better, but it still wasn't best. And so you're going down this road and all those diversions and them crazy people. Boy, well, I had to send all types of people to get you through that one, boy. And a couple times you was about to give up. I saw you, I was like, and he got to be kidding me, man. If he knew what we had for. But glad you're here. But now that you're here, I, listen, the road that I'm about to send you on from here, it's, you know, you're going to have to, you're prepared for it. You've already gone through the training, yeah. right? So, so you're going to have to do something. So you're not going to just get on this road and it's just going to be, you're going to have to do something. You have to put forth some effort. But you have it in you already because you've, we got you to this point. So what I'm telling you does not indict the road that you took. I'm just, I'm just uh, I'm, I'm letting you know you can trust us because we just told you all the things that just happened to you. So, that was just to let you know we're on your team. We have some advanced information. So, now we're, we're about to send you because you still got to keep traveling. You're not, listen, I know you're happy that you got this far. You don't feel that bad that you're here. You like some of the things that's on this level but this ain't the level that you were designed to be at. You're not gonna be fulfilled here. You will get some success, some props, people will pump you up a little bit, but that's just to keep you from where you really are supposed to go. We're about to send you where you're supposed to go. Hey, this is your new target. That's all it is. So all the information that you're getting is just your new target. That's all. Stop looking back. At what you trying to say? Nobody's trying to say anything. We're trying to say this your new target. How about that? Oh, so you trying to say I'm not? No, new target. So every time you hear something now, it's going oh it's going to be convicting. It's going to be challenging. Right? Guess what? New target. New target. New target. Flowing with the Holy Spirit is new target. <laughs> all right, stand on your feet. That's all. <laughs>